Today's daf is Nidorim daf Samach Dalid, and we are at the very top of daf Samach Dalid Amid Aleph, a new parak, parak Rebbe Eliezer. Today's daf is being learned by Ilu Nishmas Chaim Alazav and Yibado Lechaim, Reb Shimshon Aryeh. So, parak Rebbe Eliezer is going to pivot a little bit, and really from here until the end of the Masechta, the topic is going to be less the laws of Nidorim, more the laws of Hatoras Nedarim and Hafaras Nedarim. So if somebody makes a nether, he's not necessarily bound by this nether, there is a way out. If the person that made the nether was a married woman or a katana, her husband or her father respectively, could be made for the nether. Any person that makes a nether has the ability to go to a chacham and through the medium of either Pesach or charata, the chacham could be mata the neder. There's yisoydistige differences between hafaras nedarim and hataras nedarim. Hafaras nedarim is mefit the neder bikanu lahaba. Hataras nedarim has the ability to be oiker the neder lamafreda. Now, as it relates to the laws of hataras nedarim, they've been sp- sprinkled throughout the masechta. We had a small block of divrei agada and divrei halacha in the beginning of the third parak. This parak that we're going to learn right now is going to talk a little bit more about the laws of Ataras Nadarim, similar to the Dafan that we saw earlier in the Masechta, not very hard, a lot of anecdotes, some Divrei Agada, definitely light. In a few days, we're going to shift our attention, may Inyan Inyan, from Ataras Nadarim to Afaras Nadarim, and that's going to usher in probably the most lamdish parak in Masechtas Nadarim, parak Naira Hamurasa, and then finally the last parak in Masechtas Nadarim, parak Ve'ilu Nadarim. So we're very much on the home stretch of Masechtas Nadarim, and the mindset shifts now from how you make a nether to if somebody made a nether and he's bound by it, he now wants the Dreyarois. So there is an Eitzah, you can go to a Chacham, we can work with either Pesach or Charata, and that would be a way out of the nether. Now the truth is, this would be a very appropriate time to give an introduction to the laws of Ataras Nadarim. We're not going to do that. Baruch Hashem for related raid bites. We spoke a little bit about Ataras Nadarim earlier in the Machser. We certainly spoke about it seven and a half years ago. So there'll be a few raid bites posted to today's daf that are very pertinent as a hakdama really to a lot of the dafin that we're going to be learning right now. But what we do need to be mindful of is that if somebody goes to a Chacham and he wants to be Mater Neder, it's not a Hefkevel. You can't just go over to the Chacham and say, I made a Neder, I liked it, it worked for a certain period of time, but things change, and at this point, moving forward, I'd much rather not have the nether anymore. The Rav would say, I'm sorry, I apologize, I feel bad. Next time, you should be a little smarter, be a roya sanoilet, pun intended, as we'll see in today's daf, and don't just go and frivolously make nadarim. Meaning, there has to be some basis in order for the Chacham to agree to be Mata the Neder. What would that basis be? So Chazal divided the bases into two categories. One is what's known as a Pesach, and the other is known as Charata, working backwards. Charata is where the person says that, I'll tell you the truth, nothing really changed from then to now. It's not like at the time that I made my Neder, there was something that I wasn't aware of. I made the nether, but at the same time, I did it because. I did it at a time where I just wasn't thinking clearly. Sometimes you get angry, and in a fit of rage, you're going to do something that at some future point you're going to regret. If the person is mischarit, 
Meikara on the nether that he made, and he has some rationalization in that. He says at the time that I made the nether, I wasn't a hundred percent mit the element. Why? I was bikas, for example. So that would be what we know as charata, and according to some, a chacham could be matenedir using charata. What's Pesach? So that's a little sharfer. Pesach is where a person says that when I made the nether, I wasn't aware of all the facts surrounding this nether. I wasn't aware of all the implications that this nether was going to have. Meaning, I made a nether thinking X, but I didn't realize that as a result of my nether, Y was going to happen. When a person is able to establish that the nether was made, but on some level, that's what's known as a Pesach, that is something that a chacham could use to be mat the nether. So charata means that there's no tos in the nether. It's just that when he made the nether, he did it in a way and at a time that he didn't have 100% of his das. Pesach is where he's able to establish that there was some element of a tos at the time that he made the nether. Lomai nafkemina, a very big nafkemina. Everybody holds that a chacham could be mat or a nether via Pesach. Not everybody holds that a chacham could be mat or a nether using charata. Either way, our Mishnah, our parak is going to begin with two machloikis in between Rebbe Liazor and the chachamim related to halachos of Atoras chacham, specifically Pesach. So as relates to Charota, I in at the beginning of the third parak. Our sugi is right now, I'm going to focus a lot more on the laws of Pesach. Now just to speak out something that we've spoken out many times over the years, and that is the name of our parak is Perak Rabbi Eliezer. It's interesting, there are many Prakim and Shas that are known as Perak Rabbi Eliezer. Masech the Shabbos alone, there's two Perak Rabbi Eliezer. One is very famous. Perak Rabbi Eliezer de Milo. Now Rabbi Eliezer's Balplukta was Rabbi Yeshua. There's no Perak Rabbi Yeshua's in Shas. So why are there Perak Rabbi Eliezer's and not Perak Rabbi Yeshua's? But I think the Pshat is Pashat. Because the Gemara says in Erevindaf Yud Givon Lamed Beis that whenever there's a machloikis between Beishamah and Beishamah, with six exceptions, the Allah is always like Beishamah, but like Beishamah. And the Gemara says, why? So the Gemara says, because there was a baskel that came out, and the baskel that said, even though Elu ve'elu divrele kimchayim, however, halacha ke Beishamah, so afraid the Gemara, I understand, if it's Elu ve'elu divrele kimchayim, so in Lundis, they're both saying good, so why is it that the Allah is like Beishamah? So the Gemara says, it's not so much because of the koyach limud of Beishamah, but it was more because of the midas of Beishamah. They were noichin, they were aluvin, and not only that, they were always makdim divrehem the divrei beishamai. So if somebody from Shittas Beisil was giving a shear and he was going to say over what he holds, and he was going to say over what someone from Beishamai, his balpukta holds, he would always say over first from Beishamai, and then he would say over from Beisil. The Ritva and that Gemara says that's why throughout Shas, whenever there's a machloikis between Beishamai and Beisil, you always have divrei beishamai, and then afterwards you have Beisil. It's based on that Gemara because the Tanoim, the Talmidim of Beisil were the ones that put together the Mishnah and all the Brises, and like the Gemara says, they were always makdim divrei beishamai v'divreihem. So in a Mishnah, if you're going to have two opinions, the opinion of beishamai and the opinion of Beisil, we're always going to have the opinion of beishamai first. We know that Rabbi Liazor was shamuti, and according to many Rishonim, shamuti means he was mitalmidei beishamai. So if Rabbi Liazor was mitalmidei beishamai, so that's why whenever there's a machloikis between Rabbi Liazor and Rabbi Yeshua, you're always going to have Rabbi Liazor first. Rabbi Liazor is the first time I mentioned in so you're always going to have Rabbi Yezer before Rabbi Yeshua. So it's very mistabra. If there's a machloikis, Rabbi Yezer and the Chachamim, who's going to be mentioned first? It's always going to be Rabbi Yezer. So just like you have Perik Beishamai throughout Shas, and you have Perik Shamai, so too 
you have Perik Rabbi So with that introduction, Zok the Heligemishnah. Rabbi Yezer Oimer, Rabbi Yezer says, Poischem Adam Bechvayit Aviv Veimer. If somebody makes a nether, he now goes to a Chacham, and he wants to be Mat Nether, you need a Pesach or Charot. Again, our sugi is focusing on Pesach. So the Chacham sits down with this person and says, No, let's see, is there any element of Tos that we can determine in this nether that you made? Says Rabbi Yezer, a trick that the Chacham can use is, he can tell this person, had you realized that you making this nether would have been poigeya in the covet of your parents, would you have made this nether? If he says that, no, I would not have made this nether, that's a valid Pesach, mutalach, 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 and he's going to be done with his nether. The Chachamim say no. That you can't use Kfayit Avaviimai as a Pesach. Now, why would Kfayit Avaviimai even be a Pesach? So the Ran says this is based on an idea that underpins the entire Mesechtis Nadar. And that is that only Rishoyim used to make Nadarim, but Ksherim never made Nadarim. Kalanoider, Kilubanobama, etc., etc., etc. So a person that doesn't have Aveira very often, and the gas, they're not just going to say, oh, this person didn't have Aveira, but people are going to refer to the Balavera as Rishia Barishia, even if the person's really a Rishia Bar Tzadika. So an Aveira, any Aveira, not just Nadarim can have a negative impact on the COVID of the person's parents. So we tell the person that you realize that you made a nether. You were mezalzal in the Indian of nedar. Kalanoider is ki'ilu bonobama. And this nether is not just fashaming you. It's fashaming your parents as well. Had you realized that at the time that you made the nether, would you have made the nether? He says, no. If that's the case, it's a nether to'os. That's a Pesach. And we're going to wipe away the nether. Chamim argue, and the Gemara is going to explain why the Chachamim argued. Amr Rav Tzadik. Rav Tzadik asked the question. Now, this Machlik is Rishonim. If you look at the Ran, the Rosh, Tosfis, had to learn Poshib Shan in this Mishnah. What Rav Tzadik means, we're going to learn the way the Rosh and Tosfis learns. So Rav Tzadik says that if you're going to tell me that you can use Kvayit of the Imai as a Pesach, so Atsha Poischanloi Bechvayit of the Imai, Yiftachuloi Bechvayit Amakim. Say better. Meaning, why don't we just say that? Had you realized that you making this nether would be Pegeya in the covet of Hashem, if Kalanoider is Ki'ilu Banabama, etc., etc., that means you're not only being Pegeya in the covet of your parents, you're being Pegeya in the covet of Hamakim as well. So, why are we limiting the Pesach to Kvayit Avaviimai? We should extend the Pesach to Kvayit Hamakim as well. So, the Chachamim told Rav Tzadik, I hear what you're saying, but in Cain, if that's the case, a Nedarim, there'll be no Nedarim. What does that mean, a Nedarim? We'll see in the Gemara, Machlik is Abayin Rava. The Mishnah continues and says, The meaning even the Chachamim that said that you can't be Poiseach with the covet of Avaviimai, but they are that if a person would make a nether that directly affects that's already different then you would be able to use this as a Pesach so if somebody makes a nether that has nothing to do with his parents but you want to use as a Pesach based on this indirect impact this grama the Garmi, that somehow his parents are being affected because people are going to refer to him as Rashiya Bar Rashiya, that's already not something you're able to do. But if the nether directly affects Kvayt Avavimai, then already it's going to be different. Either way, so this is the first Machloikis on our mission between Rabbi Yaz and the Chachamim, and that is Poischen Adam Bechvayit Avavimai, or ain't Poischen Adam Bechvayit Avavimai. Rabbi Yaz said another thing. Poischen bin Noilad, that when it comes to a Chacham trying to find the Pesach to be Matin Eder, see, he's allowed to use something that 
did not exist at the time that the person made the nether, but it was noilad. It was something that was born at a later date. The Chachamim Oisrim and the Chachamim say that no, you can't use noilad. So what does noilad mean? So the Mishnah gives examples. Kate said, Amar, if somebody would say, Somebody made a nether, I'm not going to have Hanoah from Ishplaini. And then that Ishplaini became a cipher. And now he wants to buy a cipher toilet fill in a mezuzah from him. Or he's a cipher, he's a scribe in the olden days. He needs a document from him. Or this person that he made a nether that he's not going to have Hanoah from is making a chasana and he wants to go and partake in this wedding. The problem is that person's paying for the wedding. You can't have Hanoah from him. You can't go to the wedding. But Amar, now the person that made the nether says, had I know that this person was going to become a cipher or he was going to be marrying off his son, I would have never made the nether. That's an example of Noilat. Why? Because at the time that this person made the nether, that person that he made the nether, he wouldn't have enough from, was not a cipher yet. And at that time, his son wasn't a husin, meaning he wasn't at the point where he was marrying him off. What changed, changed later. And as a result, it's not like this something that was present at the time that he made a nether that he wasn't aware of. It's all noilad. And being that it's all noilad, so therefore, you would have thought that maybe it's not okay. That is the shita zachacham. And Rebbe Leezer argues. And Rebbe Leezer says, Poyschem ben noilad. Another example. Somebody makes a nether. I'm not going to walk into a house. And then the house became a beisakneses. And he said, Had I known that this house was going to become a beisakneses, I would have never made a nether. Rebbe Leezer is not there again. Some sveitim or he has a hold. Now we're going to talk maybe more about Noilad in tomorrow's daf. But one thing that is just worth mentioning, and that is the Rishonim all speak out that even though the Chachamim hold ain't Poischem and Noilad, but if this thing that's Noilad was Shriach, that it would be Noilad. It was something that was matzo. It was something that you would have expected to happen. So in that case, everybody agrees. So the whole machloek is Rebbe and the Chachamim is when it's noilad. It wasn't present at the time that you made the nether. Not just that, you can't say reasonably that you knew that this was something that was going to happen. It wasn't shriach. And it's in those cases that you have the machloekis between Rebbe and the Chachamim. But to the extent that shriach, even the Chachamim would be moida to this halacha of Poischem and The one question that the Rishayim Mutcha with a little bit is, Somebody made a nether, he's not going to have enough from his friend, and then the next thing you know, he's marrying off his son. What, that this person's son was going to become a chassan to Ayin Berishayin. But the bottom line is, our Mishnah mentions two machloikasin between Rebeliezer and the Chachamim, Rebeliezer first and the Chachamim second, both in the context of Hataras Nedarim, both in the context of Pesach. The first seems to be a more technical machloikas, the second seems to be a more macro machloikas. The first machloikas is Poischin, or The second machloikis is poischem benoilad or ein poischem benoilad. In both cases, Rabbeliezer is the makel, which is a little counterintuitive because if Rabbeliezer is beishamai, we know beishamai is always machmer. In fact, when you have mikule beishamai and mechumre beisolo, like in the beginning of Masechtes Bay, it's a very big deal because usually it's just. The opposite. But in both of these cases, Rebeliezer, <coughs> Shamuti, is the one that was Mako, and the Chachamim were Machmer. So we're going to focus in today's Daf, in today's brief Amid Beis, on the first of the two Machloikis in between Rebeliezer and the Chachamim, and that is Poichschin Adam. So the first part of the Mishnah mentioned the Machloikis, Rebeliezer and the Chacham. Somebody made a net, he goes to a Chacham, he wants to be Matinet, they're looking for a Pesach. 
According to Rabbi Eliezer, the Chacham can ask this neither. Had you known that this neither that you made would on some level stare the covet of your father and your mother, would you have made the neither? If he says, no, I wouldn't have made the neither, according to Rabbi Eliezer, that's a legitimate Pesach. According to the Chachamim, that's not a legitimate Pesach. Now, why the Chachamim hold that's not a Pesach? The Mishnah didn't say. But then the Mishnah had a little bit of an exchange between Rabbi Tzaddik and the Chachamim in Shittas Rabbi Eliezer mentioned what we learned in the Mishnah, a little bit of Machlikas Rishayim here on the page, how to understand this exchange. But Reb Tzaddik said that according to Reb Eliezer, that holds Paiskin La'adam Echlai that sounds like a, a pretty inclusive Pesach. But I have a Pesach that's even more inclusive. And I think if Reb Eliezer holds Paiskin La'adam Echlai that other Pesach should also work. Meaning, If Achachim could say, had you known this would stare your father and your mother, would you have made the nether? And that's a valid Pesach. Then, Luchura, the same should be true. That if the Chacham could say, had you known this was going to shter kveit hamakoim, would you have made the nether? That should be a valid Pesach as well. And Reb Tzadik's asking, it doesn't sound like from Rabbi that's a valid Pesach. Because if it is, he should have said it. The reason he should have said it is because it's more inclusive. It's going to bring out the point Rabbi is trying to say even better. Rabbi is saying, I'll give you a Pesach that you can always pull out of your pocket. Meaning every Rav knows he has a few tricks and this is a good one. Just say, had you known it was going to stare the covet of your father and your mother instead of having to sit down and listen to every tenure and every detail of what exactly took place at the time that you made the nether, this is a, a, a card that you can use very, very broadly. So Rabbi Tzadik said, I have one that's even better. Say had you known that it was going to shtar, kvayt over the imay, so the Chachamim told him that Rebbe a Bediktor didn't say it. Meaning, he could have said it, but he didn't say it. And the reason is, because in Cain, if that's the case, in Nedarim, there would be no Nedarim. So what does that mean? Says the Gemara, my in Nedarim, I'm Rabbi, Rabbi said, in Cain, if that's the case, in Nedarim, Nitarim, Yafa. Meaning, Rebbe felt that that is not a good Pesach. And the way the Ran explains it is, because people are going to lie to the Rav, when the Rav asks a question like this, even if they know that they're not telling the truth. In other words, if a Rav asks you, somebody you look up to, someone that you are married Asra, and you realize that what you did gave tremendous sar to the Shechim, and that you realize that it's Marech the Godless, and what you're doing is like the most gefarlich thing in the world, it's being pagim, and all the Yolamas are yoyinim, it's like what Titus did when he brought a tzalim into the Heichel. Yes or no? If the person in his mind is mamish and gansen, not nageya, you think he would be honest with the Rav? He would never be honest with the Rav. So this is such a powerful argument that when a person answers the question, we don't even know if he's telling the truth. Now, to say that a, I would have been sensitive to kvot of v'imoy, so that's already not something that a person would necessarily lie about. Could be a person doesn't shterzich to tell the rav. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, other v'imoy, whatever. They raised me. They're nice parents, but no, no. That could be what happened. But kvoda mocking is so powerful. There's no one that could look his rav in the eye and, and tell him that I don't really care about the shechina. And being that you can't say that, so when you say you do care about the shechina, we don't know if you're telling the truth. So it's for that reason we can't use it as a pesach. So says Abaye, you know what the chachamim meant when they said him Cain ain't a darim nitarim yafa because Rabbi has understood that that's not a good Pesach. If that's a good Pesach, if you know you're telling the truth, but we don't know if you're telling the truth. In Cain, in the Dorm, Nitarim Yothar. And it's for that reason, it's not something we can rely on. It's in this Ran that the Ran now goes back to the Mishnah and he says, now let me explain the Mishnah to you. That's precisely why the Chachamim hold in Poishchem the Chayyadav of Because they hold that just like Rabbi Yezah says that you can't trust the person when you ask him, 
would you have made this net had you known it was going to stay Kvaidamakim? Why? Because people don't have the Azus to, to say no. And if they're forced to say yeah, the Chachamim hold as it relates to Kvaidavavimai, it's the same thing. What does Rebbe Lee as a hold? Rebbe is a chilik between Kvaidavavimai and Kvaidamakim. So if you think about it, the Machlik is Rebbe and the Chachamim. It really boils down to something rather fascinating, and that is what a person shterzich to tell the Rav that I was not sensitive to kfoyt of imay. According to Rabbi Yezer, a person would be less sensitive to kfoyt of imay. Therefore, if he says that I wouldn't have made the nether had I known it was going to be pegeya bekfoyt of imay, it's a valid pesach. We trust them because it's shterzich to say the other side. According to Chum, it's not true. Nobody would say something like this. As a result, just like you admit, Rabbi Yezer, that you can't be pesach bekfoyt amokim, so too you can't be pesach bekfoyt avav imayit. Rav Amar Rav said a different shah in the Mishnah. He said that what did the Chacham mean when they said that even Rabbi Yezer who holds poiskim bechvayd avav imay holds that you can't be poiseach bechvayd hamakayim? Why? Because imkain ein nedarim. What he meant to say was imkain ein nedarim nishalim lechacham. He meant to say that if a person is going to be able to use as a pesach bechvayd hamakayim, that's something that's going to work for every single nether. And because it's something that's going to work for every single nether, a person's going to feel what I have to go to a chacham for. Why do I have to go to a Chacham to be Matneneder? I can do it myself. What's the Chacham going to do? He's going to tell me, Had you known Kolanoider Kilubanabama? Yeah, of course I know. I learned the Dharam. So there's going to be no point to going to the Chacham. That's a problem. Because the only way you can get a Neder removed is if a Chacham is Matneneder for you. Now, you'll ask me a question. Why do I need a Chacham to be Matneneder? Doesn't the Neder work with a Neder tie? It's a good question. And the London will talk about this. I mean, this is Hattaras and Dharam 101. But at the end of the day, it works with a Chacham. And being that this Pesach is so inclusive, it works. Meaning no one's debating that it works. Now it doesn't work. It's the best Pesach in the world. But it's Xeris Chachonim not to use it because if you're going to use it, people will be Mazalzal and Adarim and they're going to be Matinet by themselves without actually going to a Chacham. Here too, the Ran speaks out. It's for this reason that the Chachonim hold ain't Pesach and Bechayi Dava Ve'imai. Because Ava Ve'imai, the Chachonim hold is also a Pesach that you can use for every single nether. So just like you, Rabbi Yazam Moid, you can't be Pesach why? Because no one's going to go to a Chacham because I'm always going to just do it on my own. So the here too, it's the same thing. Because every single nether that a person makes, and if that's the case, you're always going to be mezazel. So it's for that reason, for, you can't be put What's Rebbe Leazar hold? Dr. Ran, Rebbe Leazar holds, that's not true. Every single nether, you're staring kvayt hamakim. Not every single nether, you're being mezalzel b'chvayt avav imay. And the reason is because zilzel b'chvayt avav imay, it's again a little psychology in today's da. Zilzel b'chvayt avav imay is really based on what people are going to think. So the nedarim that people think are bad nedarim, so they're, they're going to be karudai rashia bar rashia. But the nedarim that people are mezalzel in, like the certain averus that you do, nobody really cares about. It doesn't in any way affect your standing in society. Because it's an aver that, that, people are mezazel. And then there are certain Averis that are not the biggest Averis necessarily, but if somebody does this, it can very much impact his standing in society. So you want to know Klapi Shmaya? Yeah. The Chamarai. Every single neder is a Zilzul in Chvaydav But by definition, the concept of Zilzul Chvaydav has nothing to do with your standing Klapi Shmaya. It's all about what people are going to say. And certain Adar people are Mekel in anyways. As a result, it's not going to be an issue.
Mishnah. So the Gemara writes tonight. The Mishnah continued in this discussion between Rabbi Lezer and the Chacham. And said, "Wait, the Chacham, Rabbi Lezer, Chacham, wait, Rabbi Lezer, but David should be another vein of the Imoy that if somebody would make a neder, a neder that directly affects his parents, should poischan loy bechvoyd of the Imoy. In this case." You could be Pesach Bechvayit Avav Imai, meaning even the Chachamim who hold Ain Pesachim Bechvayit Avav Imai, we just explained it according to Abaya, we just explained it according to Rav, but even the Chachamim that hold that Ain Pesachim Bechvayit Avav Imai, the Moida, that if the Neda directly affects Avav Imai, there it's going to be different. So the Gemara says, Bishlaim Ela Abaya, Bishlaim according to Abaya, the Amar Mkain Eni Nidarm Nitarn Yafa. Abaya said that why does Rabbi Yezah hold it's because we just don't know if you're telling the truth. And it's for that reason we said the Chachamim hold that because again, because maybe the person is not going to tell the truth. So I understand now why the Chachamim would be murdered to Rebbe Because given the Ichtzafle, because being that this person is a mechotzef, literally, meaning he was mezalzel b'chvayd avav imay, he made a nedah that his parents won't be able to have enough from him. So azazot person ho ichtzefleh, so you see that he's not sensitive to chvayd avav imay, and therefore, counterintuitively, him you could be paisach b'chvayd avav imay. Meaning, being that he doesn't care about avav imay, so if he says now, had I chapped the matzev, I would have done it differently. We can use it as a Pesach because we trust him because this person is clearly not afraid to lie. According to Rabbi that says in Cain, in the Darim he said that the reason Rabbi Leezer holds a person is because then a person is going to just Alay the golden darn by himself, and that's the reason the Chachamim hold ain't poisin the chayd avav imay because again he's going to take care of golden darn himself. So my So why the Chachamim moida? Why the Chachamim agree that when it comes to someone that made a nether that he won't have hanah from his parents that his suddenly you can use it as a, a pesach? Why don't we say that this person is going to think that I can just pull this? Pesach at on my own and just make this and use this Pesach. Meaning, according to Rava, it sounds like as long as there's a chashash that the noider is going to think that he can make a Pesach on his own, that's when we can't use it as a Pesach. So once you tell me the halacha that a person that makes a net that he won't have enough from his parents, that is considered a Pesach. So by definition, it shouldn't be a Pesach. Because any person now that makes such a nether will end up being matted the nether by himself. Meaning, I understand in Svaru why it should be different, but it's, it's a self-fulfilling problem. Because the minute you say that there's a type of nether, any sug nether, that across the board is always something that you can just use the actual nether as your Pesach, so now you have Rav's chash that the person is not going to end up going to the Chacham. So if that's the case, why is this any better? Amri, the Gemara said, no, give me the whole nidre, lo yisagi lo hindalav Chacham, al-chanami At the end of the day, being that this only works for certain Nidarim, we're not so worried. Meaning, if there was a Pesach that worked for every single nether, like Kvayt HaMokim, or Kvayt to the Chachamim, Kvayt Avavimoy, so then we would be concerned, because then people are going to think, I don't have to go to rabbis to be mat nether. But if you tell me that no, ordinarily you have to, it just so happens there's a nether here and a nether there, where over there you can come up with the Pesach on your own because I'm the back in the nether, is ready the Pesach. There you don't have Rav's chash. The whole chash is where a person will think it's possible 
to always be matanether by yourself. But to the extent you acknowledge that most times you're going to have to go to a chacham, even though there are certain times when you're not going to have to go to a chacham, over there it's going to be different. Either way, we shift our attention from the first part of the Mishnah now to the safe of the Mishnah. So what was the second part of the Mishnah? Whether poischem benoilad or whether ain poischem benoilad. Rebbe Leez, again, is the makel he holds poischem benoilad. Zok the Gemara, my time with Rebbe Leez, and what's Peshan and Rebbe Leez? I'm Rav Chiz, the Rav Chiz, who said, I'm Akra, it's based on a Pesach that says, now, tomorrow's off, we're going to go back to this Pasik and we're going to go through this parsha a little bit better. It's mentioned in today's daf, and it, it, it's mentioned again in tomorrow's daf as well. But the general context we're all familiar with this is Parsha Shemois, where Moshe Rabbeinu had killed a Mitzri. And there were two people. Dawson and Aviram, who saw Moshe Rabbeinu kill the Mitzri, and they went to Paroi, and they told Paroi, Moshe is a Ritzeach. We saw him kill a Mitzri. Paroi wanted to kill Moshe. Moshe had no choice. He had to run away. He ends up in Midian, where he meets a man named Yisrael, who has seven daughters, and Moshe Rabbeinu marries one of Yisrael's daughters, Sipira. Now, Yisrael, before he gave his daughter to Moshe, in a Pasuk that sometimes goes a little bit unnoticed, made Moshe Rabbeinu swear that he was going to remain with Yisrael. So this was a condition. It was a Tanai Kodol HaMaisa. They started sitting at the Lechaim, and before they started pouring the Bronfen, before this became official, they said, the Chusin's going to get up, he's going to say, and then he's going to make a Shvua, and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu had to do. Moshe Rabbeinu had to get up, and Moshe Rabbeinu had to swear. Now, in the meantime, the Pasuk says that the two people that wanted Moshe Rabbeinu dead, the two people that had gone to Paroi and had caused this whole tumult that caused Moshe Rabbeinu to be a fugitive, they died. And when Moshe Rabbeinu heard about this, Moshe Ebesh himself told Moshe, he said, Go back to Mitzrayim. Because the people that want you dead are not alive anymore. It's safe for you to return. Go back. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Moshe Rabbeinu goes back. How could Moshe Rabbeinu have gone back? He swore. He wasn't a fugitive anymore. Beseder. But he made a shvua. And if he made a shvua, he can't violate your shvua. And shvua is even more chamer than a darn. So how is this something that he was allowed to do? Must be, says Rabbi Liesel, let's speak it out outside, that the Ebeshter was matter the shvua of Moshe. Now, what do you mean he was matter the shvua? You need a basis to be matrish. You must use the Pesach. Okay, it's our sugya. What was the Pesach? Pesach was, had you known that these people were going to die at some point, would you have made the Shvur? Meaning, you made the Shvur thinking that you're stuck here for a very, very long time. You didn't realize that these people were going to die. Had you known they were going to die, had you made the Shvur? My Shvur said, no, I wouldn't have made the Shvur. It was a condition in the marriage. I hear it's a kasha. But the bottom line is, Moshe Rabbeinu says no. He says, oh, that's the case. Mutalach, mutalach, mutalach. And Moshe Rabbeinu is allowed to go. Frank Rabbeliezer, how could this have been the Pesach? This was Noilad. At the time that Moshe Rabbeinu made the Shvur, they were alive. So if at that time they were alive, it was Noilad. You have to say this is also Lishriach. Again, there's a lot going on here. But the bottom line is, 
It's Noilat. Oh, must be. Poiskim and Noilat. That's Rebeliezer's Makar. Geschmack. Says the Gemara, my time in Rebeliezer. And Rebeliezer, no Poiskim and Noilat. Rav Chizdas, Rav Chizdas said, Oh, my God, it's based on this Posik. Kimesu kola anoshim. For misu de Noilat, who me can't show Poiskim and Noilat. Says the Gemara, Rabbanon. My time, why did Rabbanon disagree? Lahu Rebeliezer seems to have a very good Makar. Sorry, they hold. Hani me, Maisu. Those people, did they really die? The people that were Mavachin, as Nafshech. The people that want the Moshe Rabbeinu dead, what, did they really die? It's not true. Why? Because anytime it says in the Torah, either the word Nitzim or the word Nitzavim, it's referring to Dosen and Avira. Now, the people that wanted Moshe Rabbeinu was Dosen and Avira. And Nitzim and Nitzavim says the Ran, these are words that are going to show up Many times in the Torah. In fact, Badas Kairach, you have Nitzvah and Itzavim, everybody knows, Badas Kairach, Nasim Aviram, were from the big players. So you see, Dasim Aviram are going to be around for a very, very long time. Ah, it says Kimesu, must be, Elamar Ishlakish. So Ishlakish said, what Kimesu must mean, Sheyardum in Echseyem. It must be that they lost their Nechassim, they became Anim, an Onius Chashiv Kimes, and that's what's going on over here. But the bottom line is that. They really didn't die, and because they really didn't die, all it was is that they became Ani, and therefore you have no raya from here. The Yerushalmi, quoted by the Ran in Argimara. So if the Pesach was not that they physically died, but they became Ani, so you have the same Kasha, that's also Noilad. They weren't Aniyim at the time. They were very prominent people. So if they weren't Aniyim at the time, so how did we make anything better? Says the Ran, quoting the Yerushalmi, Omer Rabzeira, probably known as Rabzeira, said, Ha'aniyas Metsuya. It's because Aniyas is Metsuya. So Misa is Loi Shechicha, but Aniyas is Shechicha. Interesting. But that's what the Gemara says, and that's what the Terrace is going to be. So on this note, talk to the Gemara, I'm going to show the lady, any person that has no children, Chashev Kemes, Shenemar, because Rachel said, heavily Bonim, Vem Ayin, Mesa Noichi. The Tanya will learn to the Brayse, Arba Chashev Kemes. There are four people that are Chashev Kemes. Oni, Naraman, Umetzaira, Vesuma, Umisha Ein Loi Bonim. Oni, how do you know Oni is Chashev Kemes? The Chashev Kemesu Kalo Anoshem. This pasuk mitzayra dechsev al notehi kemeis. That's in the context of Miriam, who became a mitzayra. Vesuma dechsev b'machshakim hoshivani kemeiseyolam. B'machshakim is a on is a suma that sits bechayshech and it's kemeiseyolam. Umishna in loy banim, someone that has no banim. Also dechsev the pasuk says havali banim v'm ayim meiso noichi. Suddenly the ran on daf zayin on the days earlier in the mesechta asks. That once we know that our Ba Achshufim Kemes, how did the Gemara know that Dasim Vaviram, who quote unquote died, became Aniim? Maybe they didn't become Aniim. Maybe they became either Mitzmairah, maybe they had no children, maybe they became Saginahars. How do we know that what happened was that they actually became Aniim? So the Ran says that the fact that they were an Asuma that we know, the fact that they have children that we know. I, maybe they became a Mitzayrah, so the Ran says that Zulbasar Taimah, what was Hashem saying? Hashem was saying it's safe for you to go back. Why? Kimesu If the Taich of Kimesu Kalanashim would mean that now all of a sudden they were inflicted with some form of Tzaras, why would it be safe for them to come back? The whole punchline was Kimesu Kalanashim, they lost their influence. These were once Hashirim, these were once people that were able to move markets, but they can't do that anymore. They lost their whole Kayach, 
And as a result, it's safe for you to go back. So Beliezer understood Kimei Sokol Anoshim, they literally died. The Chachamim said it's not Muchach that they died, because this Dalit that Achshuvim Kimei, one of them is an Ami, an Araman would be someone that would have lost his influence, and that's what Kimei Sokol Anoshim means. And how do I know that's what Kimei Sokol Anoshim means? Because I know they're around several years later. So Balkarchach, that's what it means. That's already not Noilad, or it's Noilad, but it's Shriach. And as a result, you have no riot from here that Poishchem bin Noilad.